but not broken. With host Patrick Scroggins. As a U.S. Army attack helicopter pilot deployed in Iraq, Patrick faced a devastating crash, which resulted in him dying, losing a leg, and a slew of broken bones. Patrick's story of rehabilitation has helped others to overcome their own obstacles. Each week, Patrick recounts stories of inspiration and interviews guests who have overcome remarkable obstacles. This is Wounded But Not Broken with your host, Patrick Scroggins. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Wounded But Not Broken here on this uh, 4th of July night. I hope everybody is being safe and remembering why we are celebrating this day. This is one of the most important days of our country's history. And, you know, it's it's uh, a day that touches me and it touches many other Americans, I think, uh, to the core. And I can't think of a better guest to have on tonight than we have Mr. Paul House. Uh, Mr. Paul House has dedicated his life to making uh, the lives better of wounded veterans and their families. And uh, I'll let him tell the story of why, but, uh, he, you know, the House family is a Gold Star family, which, you know, the Gold Star families are near and dear to my heart and as they should be to everybody's. Uh, they give, you know, they gave the ultimate sacrifice or their family members gave the ultimate sacrifice so we can live in this country and enjoy the things that we enjoy. And unfortunately, uh, nowadays, that's been, you know, they're trying to take some of that from us and we're not going to let that happen. But I'd like to introduce Mr. Paul House. Thank you, Patrick. I appreciate the kind words and uh, agree 100%. Uh, we're a great country and we're going to maintain that and continue to honor our men and women who have given so much in the past and the present and the future. So um, just thank you for having me on. I really appreciate your service to our country. Thank you for everything you do and uh, for our nation. It's just so much appreciated. And I know a little bit about your story and your sacrifice. So thank you so much for for everything. Well, you're absolutely welcome. And, you know, I tell everybody all the time, it's the highlight of my life and I miss it every day. And I mean that I really do. I miss it. And, you know, you know, I've always looked at it like if I got upset or I was mad about what happened to me, you know, families like yours would look at me and just be like, you know, you don't, you don't understand how well you have it. And that, and that's the truth. I mean, you know, your family uh, gave the ultimate sacrifice and, you know, I was very blessed and fortunate to come through what I came through. And, uh, you know, I just want you to know how, how appreciative I am of your and your family's service to the country. Thank you. Yeah, well, I'm glad you did make it home. Like I am too. I am too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you and your wife, her name is, well, she goes by D, right? D, yeah. We're actually uh, divorced now, but we're still good friends. So just, just for the record. But, yeah, we're still working at House in the Woods and things are good. Okay. So at House in the Woods, let's talk about that. House in the Woods, what is that and uh, how did it come to be? And uh, yeah, I'm sure I'll have a bunch of more questions about it, but let's just start with the basics there. Well, our son, Sergeant Joel House, served in the U.S. Army, is in the 1st Cav, 2-8 Cav Division. Uh, while they were out on patrol, June 23rd, 2007, which was his mother's birthday, um, they were hit by an IED and uh, killed my son. They were in a Humvee at the time, killed three other soldiers and an interpreter in the same blast. So we got the news uh, later that afternoon, about 5.30. He was killed at 6 a.m. our time, 2 p.m. that time. 
Um, we didn't know any descriptive of what took place that day. Um, the two soldiers that came here, I'll never forget, as it was my wife's birthday, we we're going to go to camp, watch the sunset for her birthday. She was in the kitchen. And I went in the computer room looking for some paperwork, and there's a window that faces our driveway. And as I looked out, a van pulled up. I did not see the plates. And as I looked, wondering who it was, 20 or 30 seconds later, two soldiers in uniform stepped out. And I said, oh, no. I knew our son was gone and proceeded to go in the kitchen and tell my wife. And they came to the door. I let them in. And they addressed my wife, asked her what her name was and what my our son's name was. And they said, I'm sorry to inform you, your son was killed at 6 a.m. this morning. That's how we got the news. Uh, one of the things I said that night as people came to the house to console us and talk with us is God doesn't make mistakes. And I didn't understand. It hurt. It felt like someone reached in and pulled my heart out and uh, ripped it in half. But I knew there was a reason. Um, couldn't figure it out. But our son's body came home about a week and a half later. We had had the funeral in a little town at the time, 850 people. We had 11 or 1,200 people at his funeral. Um, I got up and talked briefly. My older son, Luke, did. And we have a daughter, Joy, also. Joel being the youngest. Um, it was just great support. But after that, after we buried our son, we were invited to Fort Hood, Texas to a memorial, and we stayed at a retired Lieutenant Colonel Mark Laguerre and his wife Anne Laguerre and their family graciously invited us. They knew my son. So the next day, as after we arrived in the home in Texas, we escorted to Fort Hood, Texas to some Army buddies of my son's. They took us in the chapel. We walked up the left side of the aisle about halfway up, seated us, and as we looked down, there were 19 men killed that month in the CAV unit. So we're in this chapel with 19 of us families. It was hard to understand, and but it was somewhat of a comfort knowing you're around other people that understood and going through the same thing, but yet heartbreaking. After the memorial, they had a reception. Uh, we met some of the other family members and some more of the soldiers. And then we went back to the Laguerre's home where we stayed. They had a nice catered supper, and then we all went to bed after that. And the next morning, I got up, went in the living room about 7 in the morning, where the, uh, Mark Laguerre was sitting, and he was reading the newspaper. We talked about the war and what had happened. And all of a sudden, tears flowed down my cheeks. It was a calling by God to do this. And it's one of those things I can't really define totally and put in words, but God called me to do this. And since that day, um, I've had a great passion. That was in 2007 of June 23rd that our son was killed. We became a 501c3 nonprofit in 2010. And since then, we've had over 1,800 active military veterans and Gold Star families attend our hunting and fishing retreats and recreation retreats. And it's all free to them. And we're in a little town called Lee, Maine right now, about 940 people. And this is our home base. We do travel a little bit out to other places in different states, but a lot of it's done right, most of it's done right here in Maine. And it's just a great way for men and women to heal as they come together. And that's the whole 
purpose of it is for them to come together and heal. And the hunting and fishing is in recreation trips is just kind of like to, a way to get them together and to enjoy God's creation in the outdoors. Yeah, Paul. And so at, with that, we're going to take a short commercial break, a word from our sponsors uh, when we return. You're listening to Wounded But Not Broken with host Patrick Scroggin. We will be right back after a word from our sponsors. The trucking industry was born by the military during World War I and therefore became the father of the trucking industry. Being a truck driver achieved national attention in the 1960s when songs and movies included truck driving as a part of the storyline. If you're looking for an easy job that pays well, then GTS Transportation is looking for you. GTS Transportation is a leading transportation company with a great history. We are an international company with opportunities all around the world. Apply now by going to our website, gtscarrier.com, or call us at 847-754-4667. That number again, 847-754-4667. Apply now and become a part of truck driving history. Dallas Corporation and Dallas Logistics, a proud supporter of the Veterans Radio broadcast for over 15 years. High quality printing services and warehouse distribution have been our hallmark since 1985. Serving Fortune 100 companies for over 35 years. Check us out at www.dallascorp.com. Attention, all U.S. veterans. You have served this country with honor and pride. So why is it so difficult to receive the benefits you deserve? Filing a VA claim is complicated. It's cumbersome and time-consuming. Many veterans have a problem identifying what conditions they should apply for. VDAC, Veterans Disability Application Caddy, is an online application that greatly assists you with filling out your application and identifying the disabilities that you're entitled to. The VDAC process takes about 15 to 30 minutes from start to finish. The entire process is simple and easy to use. The software automatically cross-references the VA database to determine what presumptive conditions you are entitled to as well as any secondary conditions. Once done, a fully completed VA form is generated with supporting material. To find out more, go to nifv.org and click on the VDAC button. Again, the website is nifv.org and click on VDAC. Welcome back to Wounded But Not Broken with host Patrick Scroggin. So, Paul, uh, you know, right before the commercial break, you were talking about bringing uh, families for their outdoor retreats. You know, I know what that does for, for soldiers, and it's not so much it's the camaraderie when you get a bunch of wounded guys together with not and they don't even have to be wounded guys. You get soldiers together with wounded guys. Everybody, everybody has that life eternal bond because you've been through, you've walked some through some of the same footsteps. And so everybody connects. Well, it's a, it's a great time for guys to open up and kind of get back in the element of that military lifestyle. And I, I just kind of want to get your perspective on, you know, since you've had so many families come, family members come through, uh, your program of, you know, how, how, is, how have you seen it affect people's lives and change their lives? Yes, I agree. The camaraderie is definitely what takes place. And the, it really affects not only the, the person that attends, the, the soldier or Marine or airman, 
or, or those who serve in the Navy, it something special. It's like a, a big family, and they're able to open up and to talk uh, because you, the civilian world, as I call it, they don't really understand what men and women like yourself and others have gone through. And when when they come together, there is a healing. We've had we had a, one of the soldiers in particular. I'll never forget is he came for a bear hunt for a week. As he was leaving through the big glass doors, he turned around to a group of us who were sitting and standing there, and he said, this week has done more for me than 20 years of therapy. Just being around other men and women has really made a difference in his life, and not only his, but his spouse and his family when he went back home. And we hear that often, and I've had also some come up and tell me that, you know, this, this retreat, as we call them, saved my life because I was able to find myself by talking to other men and women who have gone through the same thing that I've been through, and I don't feel alone anymore. And uh, it's just uh, very powerful, and uh, being in the outdoors, that combination of home-cooked meals is really key to healing for for them and their family members. Yeah, I don't think I could agree anymore. I mean, I, I think you've said it best. It's, it's just such a powerful moment when you get a bunch of, a bunch of soldiers together and they can, they can, they go back to telling stories. It's like they never skip a beat, you know, it's, it's right. It's like they're right back into it. And so therapeutic. And then they get to see other people that have overcome some adversity. And I'm sure on the other side of that for you and uh, D, I'm sure it's very therapeutic for you as well uh, to, you know, to be able to make such an impact on lives and, and to be able to see the soldiers in their element. It is very healing to see men and women come together and to sit down, whether it be at the dinner table or laughing and joking outside around the fire, whatever it might be, is very healing. I, I got to admit, at first, it was it was a struggle at first to see soldiers that were the same age as my son and um, thinking, thinking that should have been my son. But, you know, you, you get past that, you get through it, you work through it. But it, it is very healing. Even our volunteers have said, this has changed my life. And, and some are veterans, some are not. But it's, it's just fascinating what, uh, what takes place. It's, it's almost like it's a con- something that's contagious. And it's, it's a good thing. So it's, it's just remarkable what takes place. But, yeah, very healing for sure. Yeah, and, and I think, again, you said, you said a great thing where, you know, you, you don't necessarily have to be a veteran to be affected by it. I know, and I've witnessed a lot of people that have never served in the military go on uh, different outings with different nonprofits that I've been affiliated with, and it has really changed them. It, I, I think it's almost like a, uh, like a suction. It, it pulls out the greatness in people because people – you know, I actually get to see these these soldiers firsthand. They get to hear these stories first, you know, first accounts of these stories. And it, it really puts things in perspective for somebody that doesn't understand that lifestyle. A hundred percent. Exactly. And most of our, you know, we have very few paid staff. Most of it is volunteer and We'll have 25 to 30 cooks during one of our biggest events, the bear hunt, but they're all, uh, they're all good retreats and they're very helpful, whether it be three or four men or women or, or eight or 10 or 15 or 20 at once. Um, it, it's all, it all makes a difference. And all, most of our guides are veterans, some are not, 
but it affects everybody. And um, it's just, a re, again, a, a wonderful thing to see. It's positive. Like we don't allow any drinking or drugs or anything, any of our trips. We want them to enjoy it fully uh, and have a, a sober mind and a full mind when they when they get together. And it's just, it's just one of those things, really, it's kind of hard to put in words, really to see it happen and be there in person. Yeah. I mean, I, I think you could sit around and talk about it and try to describe it, but you just, you have to, you have to experience it, I think, to see. Yeah. Um, so yeah. you talked that you talked about bear hunting and I, and I'll talk about hunting for a little bit. I know for me, uh, you know, I, I was on, I mean, I'm a pretty strong willed person, so I don't think anybody ever really worried about me, but for, for hunting, and being in the outdoors, it, 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 that's that's therapeutic for me. It always has been. It, it even was when I was in the military. I mean, I love being outdoors, right? And so, uh, for me to get back to doing, uh, especially sheep hunting, that's you know, I got into the sheep hunting real big, and and uh, there were so many people saying that I couldn't do it. And even after I did it, there was people saying that it was edited, and I didn't really climb the mountains. And you know, you just got to laugh at that stuff. But but for me, it was so therapeutic and. So I just kind of want to get your take on from the other side of, uh, you know, I'm sure you've taken hundreds, if not thousands of soldiers um, bear hunting or different hunts, especially bear hunting, because that's that's a that's a lot of fun. And and, uh, and 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 again, I want to stress to the people that there's a lot of people that don't align with hunting and that's fine. You're, you're entitled to your own opinion. Uh, but there's a lot more than hunting. When we're talking, when I say hunting, I'm meaning the whole aspect of it, whether it be conservation, giving back, donating. You know, as a hunter, as a conservationist, I've put in more of my blood, sweat, and tears, time, money, and effort into wildlife than most any of the other other people that don't agree with hunting. So uh, they can't. You know that that argument. I just want to kind of kind of get folded down now. But so when you take when you take soldiers on the on the hunting trips, you know what what are some of the things that you've experienced, or maybe, what, maybe what's a couple of times that have really stood out in your mind that. That you know that that's going to live with you forever. Well, first of all, it's not it's not the kill. It's it's the what happens before and sometimes during or after that takes place. That 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 bond. Whether they're sitting in a blind and they they hear the, a water you know waterfall next to them or a brook or a stream running or see little animals like a rabbit and squirrels and just listen you know feel the wind and the breeze through the trees and. Um, you know, those types of things are very effective. And I remember a Vietnam veteran that we were hunting moose and he was sharing his story with me about a fellow soldier next to him, uh, being shot in the abdomen and his intestines, uh, you know, coming out and he had to hold his hand on him. And I'm thinking, you know, here's a guy that, like yourself and others, they see so much. Yet he also shared how this helped him so much being out there. It wasn't about the kill of the animal. It was about being out there, be able to enjoy the hunt, meaning it's not about the kill. It's about that camaraderie, about being with other other, other men that are like-minded. And that, that has stood out with me and he laughed, he, he joked, he was able, Dirt after that little talk we had, he was able to sit down at the supper table later that day and to laugh and talk and enjoy that camaraderie. And 
that was one of the most memorable things that I've seen. Um, I, I've seen a double amputee um, on a moose hunt, and he was in one of the action track chairs. And I'm calling this moose, and it, we start to hear it from 500 yards away. And he's got his gun up, and the moose finally comes into view, and he shoots the moose. It goes down, and that experience prior to the shot was listening to that moose and and hearing me call and listening to other animals in the area. And then after to celebrate, not just the kill, but it was that special bond. We invited some of the other guides to come see what his harvest was. And to talk about it, it was that whole experience uh, that was something that that has stood out in my mind since then. And uh, there's many, many more, but that's just a couple. But it was the bond and the friendship and the companionship and the camaraderie that was so special. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you could have said it better. I think on uh, the on my documentary, I said something to similar uh, on this. I was sitting on the side of a mountain. Uh, it was even before I, I had even harvested the animal, and I and I said that I said you know it's not about the kill, it's about the experiences, it's about the friends you make, the extended family you make, and the sights, the sounds, the views, the once in a lifetime views that you're never going to probably get to see again because you're on the top of some mountain in New Zealand or wherever it may be, and you know that that that's the things in my hunting experiences stand out the most, you know. Uh, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe I, I might be the center of, of a joke where I, I'm climbing up a mountain and I fall and I roll down a hundred yards and everybody's, you know, they want to make sure I'm okay. But then, you know, I crack a joke about myself and everybody's laughing. I think one of the biggest things in New Zealand, I stepped, uh, we were, we were climbing this mountain and I went down and I stepped in uh, some soft snow and I went all the way to my, to my waist wow. and, and I couldn't get out and they were, they were all laughing at me, but yeah, it, and I, that's the people that don't agree with that stuff. And, and again, that's fine, but they just don't, they don't understand what goes into it. And, you know, I would challenge anybody that doesn't agree, you know, get, get with Paul and D and, and go on one of these experiences uh, with a soldier, just, just to see, even if you don't agree with it, go and see, it might open up your eyes. Yeah, I agree. And that, that experience you just mentioned about in the snow, I can just picture that right now. Cause we get a lot of snow sometimes here in Maine and uh, it's uh it is. It's 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 something you make sure everybody's okay, but then you can laugh about it. You can joke about it, and that's what I love. Another thing about uh, men and you know, our men that come together on these hunts, or women, and that have served and given so much that they're able to laugh and joke and and have fun over things that maybe that were real serious that happened, but you can just like losing our son. I don't laugh at that, but I can I can laugh with them. And understand, I, I didn't serve, but I understand the pain of losing a son, and so does D and and our family. But you can laugh about things, uh, and it help, it does help you to heal. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, it does. And uh, yeah, we're gonna take another break here. Word from our sponsors, and uh, more on this story when we come back. You're listening to Wounded but Not Broken. With host Patrick Scroggin. We will be right back after a word from our sponsors. The trucking industry was born by the military during World War I and therefore became the father of the trucking industry. Being a truck driver achieved national attention in the 1960s when songs and movies included truck driving as a part of the storyline. 
If you're looking for an easy job that pays well, then GTS Transportation is looking for you. GTS Transportation is a leading transportation company with a great history. We are an international company with opportunities all around the world. Apply now by going to our website, gtscarrier.com, or call us at 847-754-4667. That number again, 847-754-4667. Apply now and become a part of truck driving history. Dallas Corporation and Dallas Logistics, a proud supporter of the Veterans Radio Broadcast for over 15 years. High-quality printing services and warehouse distribution have been our hallmark since 1985, serving Fortune 100 companies for over 35 years. Check us out at www.dallascorp.com. Attention, all U.S. veterans. You have served this country with honor and pride. So why is it so difficult to receive the benefits you deserve? Filing a VA claim is complicated. It's cumbersome and time-consuming. Many veterans have a problem identifying what conditions they should apply for. VDAC, Veterans Disability Application Caddy, is an online application that greatly assists you with filling out your application in identifying the disabilities that you're entitled to. The VDAC process takes about 15 to 30 minutes from start to finish. The entire process is simple and easy to use. The software automatically cross-references the VA database to determine what presumptive conditions you are entitled to as well as any secondary conditions. Once done, a fully completed VA form is generated with supporting material. To find out more, go to nifv.org and click on the VDAC button. Again, the website is nifv.org and click on VDAC. Welcome back to Wounded But Not Broken with host Patrick Scroggin. All right, Paul, so we were talking about hunting. So let's talk about some of the other things your nonprofit does, you know, whether it just be camping or whatever it may be. What else do you all offer for veterans? Well, we do fishing, of course. We have some fishing trips that we line up. We just had a trail ride uh, for, for the community, but we had a lot of veterans um, like if, if they come on a retreat, we had like 50 people show up. We did a trail ride with side-by-sides, went probably 20 miles and stopped at a place and had a nice meal and come back. Um, when the, when they come to the lodge, we, we also have a coffee for vets every third Wednesday of the month. Uh, any vets in the area or from away can stop in and we have goodies there and, and we have our own uh, own coffee called Turbo Boost, my tracking dog. They come and from 7 a.m. to 11 a.m. and they just sit there and talk and enjoy each other's company and uh, whatever whatever they want to talk about. It's a very relaxed atmosphere. Um, we have uh, other events like fundraisers that we have, the golf tournaments, uh, motorcycle rides. A lot, of the, a lot of the veteran motorcycle riders are veterans. They come in um, and share things with us and we share things with them. Um, we have an anniversary coming up, uh, July 9th and 10th for anybody that wants to come. And obviously there's going to be a lot of veterans and active military there to enjoy the festivities of our, our lodge. We have a beautiful 80 by 90 lodge that people can come and enjoy. Um, so we, we have a variety of things. Uh, they can go down past the lodge, go for a walk, and whether it be early morning, uh, evening, afternoon, it doesn't matter. And tomorrow, they, there's a group um, 
of ladies going to go on a bike ride. Uh, we have some assisted pedaling bikes. They're going to go for a ride for a bit tomorrow morning. So uh, we have a couple action track chairs. Uh, anybody that can't uh, walk very well or, have, or struggle, um, they can get in a track chair and just bebop around the lodge and maybe down the trail. So we try to do a variety of things that, that fits. And, and we do have... Uh, trying to get out more and eventually we'll be doing, if they want to just go for a ride in the woods, we'll take them and they can take photos, especially in the fall of the year when the foliage is out. It's just a beautiful time. They can just go and maybe see a moose or possibly a bear or a deer and just take pictures of the places that we overlook or some of the streams where it's just beautiful. You know, I've always been in awe for, you know, what people like you and Dee do. Uh, you know, it's, uh, you give back so much and, you know, not only have you lost so much, you know, you're willing to push forward and give back. And I think I always say that on my show that, uh, whether it be you're a soldier, a gold star family, or somebody affiliated that has, uh, has suffered loss, everybody's the common denominator is everybody's wanting to give back. And I, I really commend you, you and D on doing that. Well, I th- thank you for that. One, one of the things I say is, if you see somebody in need today, help them because tomorrow may never come. So help that person because we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. So do the best you can today, every day, and it's going to change your life, make you a better person in, in networking and helping more and more people and give back even more. And those people will see that and it will inspire them. And, I, and I'm not trying to pat myself on the shoulder by any means, but I've always said, I hope what God gave me and called me to do that it transmits to other people. And it has to, to give because there's no better feeling than giving to others. No, I think you're, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, I think that's, uh, I don't think you could have said it better. And so we'll take uh, one last break here, a word from our sponsors and we'll wrap this up when we come back. You're listening to wounded, but not broken. With host Patrick Scroggin. We will be right back after a word from our sponsors. The trucking industry was born by the military during World War I and therefore became the father of the trucking industry. Being a truck driver achieved national attention in the 1960s when songs and movies included truck driving as a part of the storyline. If you're looking for an easy job that pays well, then GTS Transportation is looking for you. GTS Transportation is a leading transportation company with a great history. We are an international company with opportunities all around the world. Apply now by going to our website, gtscarrier.com, or call us at 847-754-4667. That number again, 847-754-4667. Apply now and become a part of truck driving history. Dallas Corporation and Dallas Logistics, a proud supporter of the Veterans Radio Broadcast for over 15 years. High quality printing services and warehouse distribution have been our hallmark since 1985. Serving Fortune 100 companies for over 35 years. Check us out at www.dallascorp.com. Attention, all U.S. veterans. You have served this country with honor and pride. So why is it so difficult to receive the benefits you deserve? Filing a VA claim is complicated. It's cumbersome and time-consuming. 
Many veterans have a problem identifying what conditions they should apply for. VDAC, Veterans Disability Application Caddy, is an online application that greatly assists you with filling out your application and identifying the disabilities that you're entitled to. The VDAC process takes about 15 to 30 minutes from start to finish. The entire process is simple and easy to use. The software automatically cross-references the VA database to determine what presumptive conditions you are entitled to as well as any secondary conditions. Once done, a fully completed VA form is generated with supporting material. To find out more, go to nifv.org and click on the VDAC button. Again, the website is nifv.org and click on VDAC. Welcome back to Wounded But Not Broken with host Patrick Scroggin. All right, Paul. So is there anything that you would like to say to the listeners, you know, maybe how they could help or reach out or get involved? Yes. Um, well, I'll, I'll start with our program uh, with House in the Woods. We call them retreats is, you know, if people want to donate, um, they can go to our website, houseinthewoods.org. And we have a, anywhere on any of the uh, pages you can look, there's a donate button. But we have volunteers. If people want to volunteer physically and come and give us a hand on some of the different trips or hunts that we do, more than welcome. But I would say to all organizations and people that are giving to help men and women in your area, please go out and give them a hand. Everybody can give something. Uh, one thing that everybody can do is pray. And for us, I ask people to pray. Pray for us because we really, we need your prayers. We need we need that support. And go to, a, if you see a, a somebody that served, you know, thank them. Uh, maybe stop by and, and, you know, cook a meal for them. Just, just to say thank you, I appreciate you. So it, the world will become a better place if you think of others first and, um, but that's, I would say any, any organization or anybody that's helping, please reach out to them and help them. But if you want to help us, uh, again, houseinthewoods.org, um, just, or give us a call. We'd love to chat with you. Any veterans or active military or ghost stuff families would like to come to a retreat, please reach out to us and uh, either email us or give us a call. We'd be, love to hear from you. Hey, uh, so Paul, is there anything else uh, you'd like to add? I mean, if, you know, now's the time if you want to say thanks to anybody or. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's just so many people, our volunteers. I'd like to thank them for each and every one of them that have supported us over the years. And whether it be physically or financially, because we can't do it alone. And if I started naming names, I'd, I'd leave a lot of people out. So in general, I just want to thank people for just giving so much and, and, it's helping so many men and women from committing suicide um, and it's changed their lives for the better and their, and their families again, when they go home. So just a shout out to all the volunteers that give so much and for the financial support, because we cannot do it alone. Yeah. Well, so, you know, I, I think uh, for all the listeners, you know, this is a very special day for this country, July 4th. Um, you know, I, I don't know how much they teach in the schools anymore as far as history, but in, uh, you know, July 4th was adopted in 1776, and that's when we took independence of our country. And throughout the years, there's been many times where that independence has been, uh, uh, ha they've tried to take it back from us, and we haven't let it happen. 
And it's because of heroes like Mr. and Mrs. House's son, Joel. You know, they're, they're, we have heroes in this country that are willing to stand up and face the you know, make the ultimate sacrifice so that everybody can live in this blanket of freedom. And every day, that blanket of freedom is trying to get taken away from us. And we get, as long as we have people that are willing to stand up and fight for it, it's not going to be taken away. And this is a very special day, and I hope everybody understands the significance of this episode, what it means to me, what it means to Paul and Dee and understand what a gold star family is and how much you know it's a team uh, it's a team of people that that make sure that people get to live their lives as normal and as well as possible and and foundations like the house in the woods foundation make that possible so you know they they dedicate their lives to making sure that other people get to experience these things and and to me that's very honorable and and I really want to thank Paul and Dee for what you do, for what you continue to do. Um, you know, it touches my heart, and I'm, I'm very humbled by it, and I really thank you. Thank you. If I could just say one more thing, obviously, my son uh, encourages me every day, and I want to thank him for his sacrifice for our nation, for all, all those who have paid the ultimate sacrifice, and those who serve, like yourself and many, many others. And the gold star, other gold star families, thank you for what you have done. Your sacrifice of your sons and daughters is just so much appreciated by us. And as you were saying, we're a great nation. We're going to stay a great nation. We're going to support one another. And we're going to get back our country. We just got to fight for it. A lot have paid the ultimate sacrifice. Let's not let them down. I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. And I think... We have plenty that are willing to stand up and do what it what it takes to make sure that we we get to live this life that we were accustomed to. Yeah, hundred percent. With that being said, uh, Paul and Dee, uh, and this is House in the Woods. Thank you for everything you you do. Uh, God bless you, and uh, God bless your son, and God bless the United States of America. And we'll uh, we'll have another episode next Monday night. I hope everybody stays safe and enjoys this July Fourth night. We'll uh, see you next Monday.